and it is a damn good day to have a damn good day. Three, two, one, we're live at Dodgy's MC Dodge, the one and only. Loudonville's finest set the two-mile record in high school track. The man, the myth, the legend. Welcome to the podcast. 518, it's good to be here, Ian. It's the damn good day show. Damn good. It's going down. Look at the setup. Look how far we've come. I mean, the setup is incredible. Looking over your shoulder, that sign is outrageous. So props to whoever did that. It's amazing when people do great work, you know, and you can just trust them and you can refer them because they do great work. You know, not many people do great work, you know? That's something I've always admired about you. Not just the idea of you do great work, but your attention to detail. You care so much about attention to detail. Listen, I'm a Pisces. Tension's in the details. We're creative, and that's what that's what separates us. So, <laughs> I hate when people bring up because <laughs> you don't know anything about well, it. No, because mine's a Cancer. Yeah, you know, it's like, oh, great! I would love to be called Cancer. Amazing. Sure. sure. Wow, well, we're, that's we're, great. We're the water sign. Couldn't pick any other name but Cancer. You should have been a water sign. You're like that's your second home. Yeah, that's true. You know, should have been. Is Scorpio water sign? You're asking the wrong person. I know only thinking <laughs> everything about Pisces, nothing else. <laughs> yeah, the whole sign thing always just confuses me because every time you read one of them, it can apply to you in many different ways, shapes, or forms. Not hating on it because I believe in the stars and all that good stuff, and I believe in energy. I just am upset that I am cancer. That's all. I, listen, I believe in energy too. It's what makes the world go round and round. A damn good day. And you've been up to a lot recently. You just got married, got the ring on. It's happening. Yeah, I'm a lucky guy. Um, Haley Dodge. Yeah. That has um, such a good ring to it. It really does. We're actually going to be going to Social Security in the next couple of weeks and getting the official name changed and do all that. You have to go to Social Security to do that? You have to go to Social Security. You have to go to Passport. You have to go to Driver's License. You got to go to DMV. You have to do all those things to make it happen officially, right? To become official Dodge. Official Dodge. The last name is just so powerful. Listen, she's a good addition to the Dodge family, isn't she? She is outstanding. She is. And you said it. It was great because it felt like your team got bigger. Absolutely. I mean, we just got an all-star in Haley, you know? She's a real estate agent in Miami, and she kicked ass, and she has fun doing it. So for people that don't know the relationship between me and Matthias, a.k.a. Matt Dodge, uh, we've known each other for how long? I think since I was eight years old is when I moved to Loudonville. So right around then. My first Facebook photo is me posted up next to Matt at his high school prom. I'm rocking an Abercrombie shirt and you have this big smile on your face. We go way back. I went with the white and black on that photo. I remember it. Um, You were in, yeah, you were in gym shorts and the white Abercrombie shirt. And throughout my life, we basically, you were friends with my older brother, Devin, and then we ended up becoming friends as well. You would invite me to your poker nights. I remember specifically, I won once in your basement. I won like $240, which back then felt so much money. Do you remember how many people had a fit about that too? The new guy winning? People didn't like you. Adam Fish. (laughs) In particular. He was upset. Had a name drop. Sorry, Adam. I know. I haven't heard from him in forever. I don't know where he is. Yeah. Yeah. I don't keep in touch with many people from from back home, you know? One thing I love about the aging process, because I've been th- recently I was talking about the pros of, of just getting older, right? Because there's definitely a lot of cons as well, right? Your, your timeline is shortening, but at the same time, your knowledge and your look in the world is growing. 
And I love seeing people that I went to high school with that just randomly show up on my Facebook timeline or they send me a DM or reply to one of my uh, just stories or something. I love seeing them and just looking at how they've changed. You know what's one of the best qualities is wanting people around you to succeed. You don't see that quality a lot. And when you find that in somebody, hold on to that. I have the same feeling on that. Sometimes for me, it's LinkedIn when I see that and they're doing great things. It's like, I knew you and you were a good person. I want you to do great things. The world is, you know, there's enough sand in the sandbox, enough space there for everyone to get theirs. You know what I mean? And to just want to see people do well and not the opposite. It's a really good quality. You got to have the abundance mentality for sure. There's enough to go around. There is. But it's also just interesting to see uh, everyone kind of evolves at their own pace. So you never know who someone is based on their age. You kind of stop asking that question after you get out of college, right? Yeah. I mean, for me, I was always the youngest person in the room. Like I managed my first NFL player at 18. That player was older than me, right? That's a strange dynamic. And I always worried when an NFL team would call me and they would, you know, look me up and they'd see that I was young and see if they wouldn't respect me because of my age did you, you know? feel did you get imposter syndrome when you started that NFL absolutely aging absolutely i think anybody who has you know a big job responsibility role at a young age definitely has to go through that and navigate that themselves you know so i did too it's interesting your past you were on the podcast i think episode 40 so this is a long time coming but you have a very unique past in that you are both an NFL and a UFC sports agent, meaning you've represented athletes from both of those camps. And I mean, if you're listening to this podcast, how many people do you know that are sports agents? It's just one of those things that very few people ever do that. But you were determined to make it happen and you got your foot in the door. I knew from a young age I wanted to be close to sports, and it took until, I mean, we talk about age, right, and time and experiences, it took until only recently for me to realize that I could still be close to sports, but I didn't have to work in it in that capacity. Managing fighters, managing athletes is probably the most ruthless cutthroat industry that there is, and it changes you, and if you allow it to change you, you could be successful in it, but if you don't want it to change you, you know, you kind of have to find another path. What makes it so cutthroat? I think you're dealing with such large amounts of money and people will do anything for money, right? I also think that, you know, the individuals that you're dealing with, um, athletes in general, especially in like the UFC, also in NFL, like they come from different backgrounds that they're not educated all that much in like who are the good guys and who are the bad guys. And certain, so people very take, and certain people take advantage of that. Yeah. 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 And you have to have their best interest in mind. You do. But at the end of the day, that doesn't always matter. That might not be the only thing. I mean, I've managed many uh, fighters from where they were fighting in front of 15 people and their parents were two of them, right? All the way to the UFC. And there's no loyalty in, in that, you know? So... You might have the best interests, but at the end of the day, a lot of these athletes, they have their own interest. It's interesting you working in that world because you learned so much about brand partnerships, working with all these various brands, having that athlete superpower, building your sort of Marvel team of successful athletes to be able to pull in those deals and sponsorship deals. What have been some of those things that you learned specifically about brand sponsors as it related to athletes or just uh 
making a great pitch to get sponsored. Yeah, that is not easy. Um, it takes a lot of hard work. And just like anything in sales, it requires a lot of um, follow-up, right? But more specifically, what I would say is those who are creative in their approach will generally win, right? If something's not working, change your approach and do a lot of additional work. Be creative, right? We talk about you know, fortunately as a Pisces, I'm, uh, you know, inherently creative. And because of that, I can draft things up and I can see the bigger picture. And a lot of times brands can't see that. So brands want to be told what they can do. Athlete X is, you know, an amazing, uh, you know, uh, boxer, right? And he also, uh, you know, is connected to these charities. Well, put, get someone like Sky, put together a 30 second video clip of, boxing and charity, send that over to Frosted Flakes and say, this is the kind of thing you need to do, right? Get them thinking. It's it's about the creative aspect of it. Let them know what you're capable of, but also be pleasantly persistent. I like that you mentioned that because there's a lot of prep that goes into ever potentially landing a sale. A lot of times people just want to make that sale. They want to call them up and get it all in one spot, but it just doesn't happen. You have to put in work, you have to build decks, you have to build a compelling use case, you have to show your stature, you have to size up, you have to invest a lot of money into winning that deal many times. At that level, at the highest level, absolutely. You can't rely on luck, you can't rely on your connections, you have to put the work in for that and the process, right? Um, Anything worth having is not easy to get. (sighs) That's so true. And that's why struggle makes everything worth it. Whatever struggle you're going through right now, if you're thinking to yourself, it'd be really nice if I didn't have that struggle. And 2020 is so real. Hindsight is amazing. And I had a ton of struggles. And in the UFC game, like, you know, clients will come and they will go and you will learn things from it. It's, you know, well, your your whole heart was into it. You loved your athletes. Yeah. Anytime I, they'd call, you would leave what we were doing, pick up. Like it was, you loved them. You know, it's, it's who I am. Right. And I think some people will take advantage of that. It's important to try and find something in life where, you know, you control it for the most part and you control the people that are around you. Right. So that you don't necessarily have your kindness get taken advantage of. Um, and in the sports world, kindness gets taken advantage of left and right. That's why I'm so happy that we're now in a space that, you know, we can be ourselves and people really gravitate towards that. Shoutoutcigars.com. There it is. And one thing I like doing and I've seen to be extremely successful is your ability when communicating with brands and athletes. You're very straightforward. Is that something you learned being an agent? And if so, what was sort of that lesson there that kind of shifted your mindset into just being straightforward and getting things done? Yeah, absolutely. I think at that level, uh, honesty uh, and a direct approach allows for you to get to point A to point Z in the fastest way possible, right? If you can say something efficiently and effectively in five words, say it in five words, don't say it in 15 words, right? We need to get there, right? The Also, the main point of that is you have to work backward You want everybody to win. Everybody needs to get something out of this, right? So if you can get on that same wavelength with people and say, like, we're all trying to accomplish the same thing, let's just get there and accomplish it and move on to the next thing and continue to grow and take steps up from that. So I don't know any other way than to be direct, to be honest. I love it. We were talking through some of our mission statements and values for Cigars.com. Basically, what does everyone on the team need to 
and title and body they want to just be. And two of the things I love is number one, don't be a bottleneck because it applies to everything in your life. When you're trying to get something done, especially amongst a group of people, if it's a group project, if it's with your girlfriend, your boyfriend or, or whatever, are you the bottleneck in the scenario? Right. And it leads to the second thing is, is act autonomously. Use your judgment. Right. Meaning if you want to get it done, go get it done. You know, ask for forgiveness. That's a way better philosophy. I couldn't agree with you more. And it's important to do business with people that you know and trust will be able to do all of those things. Right. If you go into business with people, you know, like you and I, I trust you. I've known you for forever. Right. And I know that what you're doing behind the scenes is a lot of hard work that's going to try to get us to the ultimate goal of being successful in whatever it is that we're releasing. So it's important to do business with people that you feel confident have that same mentality. There's issues when you don't, right? When you bring somebody in in business that doesn't want to work autonomously or wants to check in on things or wants to have, you know, uh, meetings about the things that they're going to accomplish, right? I just say they do. Need they need direction. Yeah. Direction. Just do. And if it's wrong, learn from it and then beg for forgiveness after. Absolutely. You apply that to every aspect of your life, you will find yourself in a just a, a position of leverage. Because what? people that do, doers get shit done. So if you're a doer, if you're thinking of getting involved in building your brand, start making the content, start cleaning up your Instagram, start downloading the YouTube videos, start diving in. Don't ask, what, well, I need to buy this course. You don't need to buy the course. The course might be nice, but just start doing. If you want to get an MLM, start making a list, checking it twice, calling them up and letting them know that you got the sugar and spice. There, I love that. That was phenomenal. We're going to have to take a clip of that. That was, um, <laughs> so there is no one path right? There's a million paths, if not more, to get what you want, right? So why are you asking about, you know, the path when the answer could be a number of things, right? So what's the worst that will happen if you take a chance on something and it doesn't work? Well, that's just one less thing that you need to try. You try something else. Max Anderson was just on the podcast before this, and he mentioned that he loves the philosophy of always taking the third door, in many scenarios, it looks like there's two options, right? You, if you're in a line for a club, you can either talk to the VIP guy and pay a bunch of money to get in, or two, you can wait in line. But there's always a third door. An example of a third door is you might be friends with the DJ. You can get the DJ to come down. You might be partners with the club, or you might present yourself in a way that gets you past that doorman. You have to just think creatively because there's always a third door to everything in your life to getting shit done. There's know? also always a way to sneak in. You know, <laughs> you could take that approach too. <laughs> there is always. I a love way. the third door mentality. That's phenomenal. I heard it. I'm never going to forget it now. It's just, it's a beautiful thing. That's beautiful. And I love our relationship particularly is that we weren't ever planning on getting involved in business. We've never had a conversation where we're like, man, one day we're going to start a business and do this. We've never had that. No. And cigars came incredibly naturally for us, you know, I mean, for real. And, you know, it, you know, doing, having a business with a friend and a friend like, you know, that, that you and I are is, is potentially a dangerous thing, right? Because you start mixing things that you don't necessarily want to mix. So you have to be really, really careful with that. But for us, I think it just came naturally. Came naturally. It makes me better because I 
can get stuff done by myself. Absolutely. I mean, you just look at the damn good day show, you look at network podcasting and some of the past things. But when I have accountability beyond just getting it done as like a co-founder of a company, it makes me work harder because I know that if I didn't do it, I'd be letting my co-founder down. There's great accountability. And it's more deeper when it's your friend, you know, cause it's, it's a lot. It's a pride thing. You know, we got to get this thing going, baby. Especially with, you know, the two of us for knowing each other as long as we have and going through life together in a sense. And now coming together here in Miami in our thirties. And right? I've always just admired Matt Dodge, Matthias. I have so many nicknames from Matt, but uh, I love talking to third person. Like you're not there, uh, but <laughs> One of my favorite stories is just how you got your foot in the door as an NFL and UFC sports agent. That's the definition of taking the third door, right? And do you want me to tell a story or do you want to tell a story? I'll, I'll tell it. I'll tell it briefly. Um, and shout out to Ian because you shared this story uh, at our wedding, which was amazing. Um, so I knew I wanted to get into the sports agency world as a child, as I mentioned. And then when I was 18, I finally had the opportunity, right? I called every sports agent that was on the damn Google list, right? Hang up, hang up, hang up. I would get through to somebody, right? Hang up, hang up, right? What are they going to do with me? There's a million people that want those positions. And a lot of them have law degrees, you know, masters, all of that, right? Some even have their brother who's going to be a first round draft pick. So you have to be creative, right? Back to the, the earlier point. Um, so I said, you know what? Third door, let's go. Uh, I called up a couple agents and one in particular, I got to the, uh, the receptionist and I said, hey, I'm a quarterback, University of Connecticut. That's actually what I said. Um, six foot five, ranked in the top 20 in quarterbacks this year. And I've heard great things about the agent. I want to have a quick conversation. And she goes, hold on, I got to go run and get him. She runs over, he comes on the phone. Uh, from New York, he gets on immediately. I say, Dave, it was great to uh, it's great to have a conversation with you. I am not a quarterback. I'm not six five. I'm close, but I'm not six five. And um, I just want an opportunity. Next day, I was on a train to uh, New York City, and I had an internship. I love that story. Third door, thinking outside the box, people. And I say this whenever someone is asking about trying to get a job somewhere, I get really fired up about it because if you can't find a job, it's because you haven't convinced someone that you're going to get it done. So you need to convince them you're going to get it done. And how do you do that? You get creative, right? The most simple way of applying for a job is to send in a resume through Indeed. The person on the other end of that probably got in a fight with their boyfriend or girlfriend earlier that day might be having some issues that they so the stomach thing they ate earlier probably you didn't have their coffee they do not want to go through 30 to 100 resumes they don't care at all right they want to just hopefully snap their fingers and the perfect person just shows up mm -hmm. so how do you do that you got to make yourself stand out reach out to everyone else on their team saying hey i'm looking to get in touch with boom 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 reach out to the ceo of the company Find his email through contact out or hunter.io. It's all public information. Once you have their at a domain, you can just type in the person's first name. And most of the time, that's going to be their their, their uh, email. Then email the, the CEO saying, hey, my name is Matt. And I actually recently applied for exposition. Uh, I would love to have a conversation with you. would love to make an impact. Basically, you need to carpet bomb them. 
You need to carpet bomb them with persistence and consistency because then they're going to realize that you're not going to give up and they're going to want to work with you because they know that you're dedicated. And that is so loyalty is a hard thing to come by. You can't rely on luck, right? So you have to put yourself in positions to be successful. Luck is a, a certainly a percent of people's success, right? Right time, right place will help you, but you have to, I mean, you have to continue to work hard for it. And this day and age, you have access, as you mentioned, to all of this information where in previous years, right, not that long ago, you didn't. It was much more, you had to be a much more traditional way of getting a job, right? A referral or, you know, the Indeed or the physical job applications today with social media and access to information, like, if you're not creative, you're not even you don't even have a, a, a ticket to the stadium. Mm-hmm. You have to be creative. And if you're not overly creative, you're going to get beat. Yeah. Find out when their next big event is and just show up, show up, show up. I think that's a big thing I've learned a lot throughout my life, especially living in Miami, is whenever I get invited to something and I'm a little bit I'm having my stomach issues and just like all the little pity parties that I have in my own brain and gut and whatever. I always just say, yeah. And nine out of 10 times, I'm I thankful I did. I know. Because I meet one person. And that one person leads to something else. Or that person becomes my friend. They become a podcast guest. And it just is awesome. You know, and that, and it's great that you have that luxury, right? You don't have a wife. You don't have kids. You live at, you know, you have your own house. You live. So you have, you set up your environment to be able to take advantage of that. A lot of people don't have that ability to take advantage of that because they have other responsibilities, right? Um, So you're in a great position to be able to take advantage of it. And look at this. You're reaping the benefits of that. But regardless whether you're in a relationship, have dogs and kids and all that things, right? Like once a week, you can go out and attend a networking event. Without a doubt. Because I know a lot of people today, there's a lot of money in building communities. So a lot of these online marketers are building these online marketing communities, which are and I was thinking of doing sort of a damn good day community, which I have some interesting plans with that. But once you build the community, say a community mm-hmm. of entrepreneurs, right? Maybe you have no objective, but you're just building the community. Then when you have a business opportunity, you can pitch the community because you've already built a community. So everyone can start building social capital by building a community. That's the new way of doing it. The old way of doing it is networking. Mm-hmm. Networking by itself is the best thing on the planet because you can deliver the same message a hundred times, a hundred different ways to the same person. It'll never click. But then Sky can tell me that same message and I'm just like, give me the sauce, man, pour it on me. Because for some reason, different people connect with different people. Mm-hmm. So if you're out there connecting with a lot of different and unique personalities, they're going to say something that's going to trigger something in your brain that's going to open up a new pathway, a neural pathway that's going to get you into motion and take that potential to Connecticut. And next thing you know, you're actually doing it. So I think it's so vital, vital to be networking, which is why I'm a huge fan of the damn good day show, mm-hmm. because it's a giant networking opportunity for me. You know, I love it. And that's why when you go out networking, you always have a couple cigars in your pocket. Ooh. And the story of cigars.com is amazing because like Matt said, we were never intending to do a business together whatsoever. We, I actually used to just go to Matt's place and because he was a UFC, you're, you're managing athletes and it was just so sick because we were, I I would get so fired up for, (laughs) 
You'd lose bets, but you'd still get fired up. I'd lose, I'd lose bets. I learned the hard way. You can't bet on people you like. I know. You cannot. Yes. Or apparently the Warriors when they're up by 20. Yeah. yeah. No. that's a And don't do in-game live betting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but we would just go there. We'd watch the UFC fights. We would drink like uh, whiskey with uh, whiskey with a little splash of ginger ale. A little ginger Envy. Yep. That's the best. Hands down. You could drink it neat. It's one of the best. And then you'd have a cigar. And it was just such a vibe. And we looked forward to it so much. I know. And one day we were actually having a conversation. We were talking about our dads. Uh, shout out Dave Lenhart and Scott Dodge. And we were talking about how they've been working the same jobs for pretty much their whole life. Wow. How, how amazing is that? Both of our fathers. My dad started work there, I think, at 19. His dad worked at the same thing. So if you think about that family and how many years they've done that, no one does that today. And same as Dave. And that's how it used to be, though. Like, that was I the know. old way of doing things. Nowadays, you can't keep a millennial for more than a, a, a year if you're lucky. <laughs> Respect, though, you know? Like, I, I, there's part of me that wishes that we still had a society and professional organizations that people really wanted to do that, right? But... I think now everyone has that more, more, more mentality, which is nothing wrong with, right? But always wanting to climb that ladder instead of just being happy with, with where they're at. Yeah. And what was interesting is we were talking about they're going to be retiring soon. And no one just retires and just goes in. You get bored, right? You want to keep working. You want to keep doing things. We're, we're, what's a business that we could do with our dads that when they retire, we put them to work and, and do something? And we were looking down and we were just like, why not cigars? And it was this eureka moment where we realized cigars have been done the same way forever, right? Absolutely. And like, why can't cigars be brought into the new age? And why can't they be cool again? Why do they have to just be, you know, the, uh, uh, the madmen, you know, smoking, you know, in suits? Why can't they be smoked on the beach why can't they be smoked on the golf course with like the younger crowd and why can't our dads be a part of this 100 percent. and from there it just kind of evolved we were thinking how can we redefine cigars tagline right? which is really where we came out with cigars.com an online marketplace um where we deliver small batch premium cigars three-day delivery which is massive. I mean, the the infrastructure that we've built in a short period of time to be able to, in the U.S., to be able to ship a cigar from here to Seattle, Washington in three days, that's pretty special. Pretty special. And it's also interesting, too, because specifically talking about cigars is that a lot of today's youth, they smoke vapes and they smoke cigarettes. Now, personally... I hate cigarettes. I've maybe it's just because you know my, my growing up I was surrounded by people that smoked cigarettes and it was just not my vibe. I think that smells terrible. I think it's trashy. And if you smoke cigs, that's fine. I just, just don't really want to be around you while you're smoking the cig. You know what I mean? Cigars, on the other hand, have always come off to me as classy, have always come off to me as a bonding experience. Number one, you're you know, I don't even want to get into the difference, but there's a huge difference. But long story is I loved just the bonding nature behind it. I loved the conversation. It's a podcast in a smoking form. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I mean, that's how it started for us. We were sitting around at either my place or a cigar lounge, and we were just 
talking, shooting shit, right? For two hours with a cigar. And I, I swear, after every one of those smoking sessions, I would look at something slightly different or I'd be motivated to do something, you know, unique. Or I would come home realizing how great my friends are, right? Like, you don't get that when you smoke a cigarette or uh, take a hit of a vape, you know? You only get that with a cigar. Well, you pass a vape around, too, to everyone. You don't do that with Stokes. No. No, your stoke is yours. Your stoke is yours. It yeah. should be yours. It's yours. You know? And it's you know yours. what? I can smoke a huge one and you could smoke a tiny one. And, you know, it, it could be all shapes and sizes right. and colors and smells and scents. And, and it's not a hardo thing. There are cigar people that are hardos, which is totally not our vibe. Yeah, just you know? like anything. You're going to have extremists on one side or the other, right? But, you know, cigars in general, are fa- it's a fairly welcoming community, right? When someone's smoking a cigar, as long as, you know, they don't look a certain way or whatever, you know, they generally would want you to smoke next to them or, or enjoy a conversation or a drink with them. For sure. Yeah, we, uh, we just picked up a huge batch recently. I mean we've had a lot of great things going on a lot of great stuff going on revolutionizing the online space i don't know how much we can talk about that right now we can talk about as much some as of, you some want to work with lincoln i mean there's a lot so we'll put it this way um the cigar space is way too traditional right in order to be successful you have to be um first um lucky or um really you work really, really hard, right? On those types of things. So the, the cigar space is so traditional and they hate anything new that if anyone's going to come in and be first to something new, they're going to take some market share. So if anyone knows what's going on in the world right now from a crypto standpoint, NFT standpoint, that stuff has blown up. It's come back to earth a little bit, but that stuff has blown up and there's a lot of great opportunities. I mean, Facebook changed their name to Meta, right? Because they see where this is going. So... We're doing some unique things in that space with a couple partners that we've, you know, and relationships that we've gotten over the years. And I mean, it's exciting, to, really exciting time. It's exciting time to be different. Yeah. You know, and take advantage of the wave that's coming. If anything that we've learned is that you need to take advantage and, and learn. And that's something I like working with you on is you're not scared to stay up all night learning something new. No. You love it. I love it. And I love working with my hands, right? Like I love to put something together and look at it and be like, all right, this, this, this sucks. I need to throw it out, rip it up, do it again. Right. I love that. And we got this dream team. We got sky films over there, which is great because I've worked with sky my entire life on the podcast. We've been homies since day one. Another one, just so many day ones in the room from you're from colony though, right? Colony. Yeah. yeah. Not as cool as Loudonville, oh, but oh, yeah. oh, I started easy. I started in South Colony before we I go, went to Loudonville, just I so mean, you know. Thank gosh you made the change. <laughs> man, <you know? laughs> Who knows where I'd be today? But Sky's one of the most talented graphic designers in the market, right? I mean, it's insane. So to, to combine with Sky's ability to just create the most unbelievable labels that are so unique, different, and exciting with your minor, which is in graphic design, is kind of a match in heaven. I love it personally to be able to bounce creative ideas like that and see where Matt goes with the design first and then come in and tweak it or just go back and forth. It's I love it. Truly, I do. And the partnerships angle is really, really unique. We've done a lot of interesting partnerships in a very short period of time with great people. And that's my favorite thing. Everyone we've done partnerships with, they pass the vibe check. You know why? Because we get to pick that, right? We get to, we put out our energy 
And it's the people who are drawn to that energy who can match that type of energy and, 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 and the genuine aspect of that, that we can then say, okay, we want to partner with them, you know, because you know this, we have so many people, athletes, companies that hit us up wanting to partner with us. We can be selective with that. But to the earlier point that you said, we put out really, really positive energy in all of the content that we create. And you do an amazing job of the YouTube content that goes out, the educational content, Sky with the, um, you know, the, the actual videos of all of the releases that we do. It's all positive, genuine content. And people are responding to that. And I think that because people smell that and feel that, that's why we... And this isn't a flex, but it is a flex, but it's mostly because it's, we're snipers. We're, we have a hundred percent close rate on conversations that got to the partnership level when we go there a hundred percent. Listen, I think a lot of it goes to, uh, you know, cigars in general, right? How cool is it to have a custom cigar made for you? But more specifically, that cigar, you know, is a premium small batch cigar that is going to be sourced, you know, from the best places and is going to be to your fan's door in three days or less. I mean, some people, I mean, that's like a dream of a lot of people to be, to able, be able to, to have pick that. a right blend, mild, medium, whatever you're looking for, whether you're looking for the different types of tobacco from different countries, to be able to manufacture your own stove with your, your custom label on it. Ooh. And how easy do we make that? Right. Because we've spent the time, money, resources in infrastructure, we've made that process so easy for everybody. Yeah. Having you on the op side of things and, and obviously as CEO of the company has been a great learning experience for me because you specialize so well. I mean, your ability to get all of that down and done. I mean, just the entire process of getting an order out to door within that day, no matter what, no matter where we are getting that done, that infrastructure is critical because we can't ever, ever. I mean, there's like two days we've ever missed the three day delivery and we, we have to next day it because that's our philosophy. So if we lose it, we end up costing ourselves money. <laughs> Absolutely. Or we, or we make it right. We always make it right. We always send them something else, something additional. Right. But yeah, uh, we're going to, you can't be perfect. Right. But you can strive to be. And when you're not, you can. And I think our people know that. I think our customers know that they feel that, I mean, this is, this is every single order that goes out. We put a handwritten card on them and we just want people to know that this means a lot to us. We yeah. really appreciate them. And, and every cigar that we sell is incredibly unique. I think that's one of the approaches that we took when we were sitting down at those, you know, those cigar bars and lounges smoking. All the cigars look the same. <laughs> you know what I mean? They all smell the same. They look the same. What we wanted to do was provide people the opportunity to buy cigars that they couldn't get at their local humidor shop. They had to go through through us to get, and it's incredibly unique. How cool is it to go watch a UFC fight, right? Smoking an Ally Aquinta cigar, right? When when Sterling is fighting for the belt, like, and Al is in the you know in the corner, right? How unique is that? There are not many people that have that. It's such a cool, unique smoke. Or with PGA, shout out Josh Creel. What a great guy. This guy's got the chance to meet him in person. We, Josh, I haven't man. yet, but. Good guy. Wonderful guy. Good people. And again, how awesome is it to have your own custom cigar out on the course, hitting some balls? Yeah. And I'm sure a lot of other golfers are jealous and envious of that, you know? Um, and, you know, what a great person. And he then connected us to, you know, a, a charity Folds of Honor, which... 
is probably one of my favorite smokes, you know, because my of the blend. Uh, it's just such a good blend. Yeah, and I love it. I love a torpedo size on it too. And what's unique about that is we've been able to partner with an amazing charity and actually give back, right? How? I mean, come on. Generously else? too. I mean, we don't just, some people say they just, you know, we give back a significant amount because it's part of do good. And I give you a lot of credit to that too, because even like sometimes whenever I had a conversation where I'm like, maybe and you're always like no no we 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 need to do good and you i love your philosophy because it's if you do good by people people do good by you you want everyone to win which i do too as well but i just i learn a lot from you with the way you're just so genuinely stern listen if if somebody doesn't do good back you can cut them out really quickly. And I think, you know, I've learned that the hard way in a lot of my, you know, businesses from sports dealing in, in athlete management. Um, it's important to identify that quickly, cut them out and move on and spend your time with the people who will give you that back in return. I love that. You got to get rid of the cancers in your life quickly. Yeah. And I'm not talking about the July birthdays. <laughs> <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> It's so true. You can't have negative people in your life. Can't do it. Ain't got no time, man. I'm about to be 30 years old next month. No time. No time. You know? My man's married. My man's living the dream. Getting a new pool installed next week. Next week. That's exciting. I can't wait to jump and get a dip. I mean, we live in Miami, right? There's like two things you need to have. You need to be close to a boat or have a boat or you need to have a pool, right? So we'll have both. Yeah, you'll have both. Mm -hmm. The setup. The cigar boat. There it is. And perfect spots. Both are perfect smoke cigars on boats and pools and hot tubs. We're gonna uh, get a hot, hot tub. We're getting you, a hot tub. You are cigar. getting the hot tub. Thing. Yeah. Thank you. Saltwater pool with the hot tub. Thank you. Connection. Because that kills me. I want a hot tub so bad. I just love being. I just love roasting my body in hot Same. water. Same. Even if it's ninety-five degrees out, I would prefer to be in the hot tub than the pool. But you want to know my big pet peeve? What? Hot tubs that aren't scorching hot. Yeah. Why even have them? You know, like a one-on-one hot tub is is not going to do it. I need a one of three plus. You know, I remember as kids, we'd always go to what's his name's house. Uh, Davis. Davis's house for the hot tub. Cause they kept theirs really hot and oh, we would yeah. go there in the, and we'd go there in the winter time. That was the best. I know. I just got that memory. Wow. This guy's really into the, the ice baths and he's, he's give want... me the cold, man. I like the cold. Oh, the health benefits of that. Amazing though. Next level. So. Yeah, they really are. If I've got a call, like a really important call, I'll jump in the shower and go ice ice cold, and it will make my mind just just rock. Yeah, yeah, that's the, cool. You do that. Yeah, cold showers is where you start. Yep. Start there and circulation. Yeah, you've been reading Wim Hof every morning. Yeah, all things I knew, but it's good to read the book. It's so important. The more a blessing and a curse. I have these ongoing gut issues. Ever since I've done that, I've been learning so much. And every time my gut acts up, I have to learn more. And because I have to learn more, I learn more and I can share with the world, which is great. So like one thing that's important is that as soon as you wake up, whether it's sunny or not, you need to get outside because you're getting rays from the sun. You're getting vitamin D and it's basically resetting your circadian rhythm. So if you have trouble sleeping, if you get outside right away, it's going to reset that. So 18 or 17 hours later, your body's naturally going to start, you know, coming down from that. So it's so important. Wake up, drink water. You're dehydrated from the night before. Get outside, right? 
two of the most critical things. Everything else, there's like meditation and all that. But I would say for everyone, drink water and get outside as soon as you wake up. And for us, we're lucky. We live in Florida, right? It's almost always sunny. Um, sucks to the people in the wintertime that don't have that luxury, right? Um, so... But you're doing the both thing. You have the the Cape house and then you come here. So you got the lifestyle. That's what we've always wanted. My wife and I, we've always wanted um, the ability to do summers up north where both of our families are and then come down here for the rest of the year. Right. And finally, now we're in a position and we have the infrastructure built to be able to do that comfortably. That's awesome. Yeah. It's, it's so nice. And I you, can't wait. I can't wait to go up to Albany and the racetrack and Saratoga this year. And end of this month, baby. There's some interesting things we can announce yet, but yeah. on that, Oof. on that front. Let's go. Yeah. It's going to be fun. I, uh, there's nothing better than a East coast summer for sure. Nothing, nothing better, but that's it. Like three, four months, maybe three months max, the three months, definitely four months, maybe. Yeah, and I've gotten introduced to the Hamptons, right? You know, my wife, Haley, she's lived, you know, she was born and raised in Shelter Island and the Hamptons in the summer. It's just gorgeous. I mean, it's just, there's something to do every single night, every single day. Um, Gorgeous weather, amazing people, you know. Do you get that camping feeling when you're there? So, no, not necessarily. So on Shelter Island and Westmoreland Farm, where she is, a little bit more like that just because it's not like when you would consider the Hamptons as being this like posh, everyone's always dressed to the nines type setup because it's an island. But as soon as you go over, you know, the water and you get into the Hamptons, you start feeling that, especially in the, like the downtown areas. Yeah, I can't wait to go. Yeah. Can you explain Westmoreland Farms? Yeah. I mean, it's so it's the it's it's if anyone knows peter pan um and never neverland that's where they wrote the play it's actually that farm so the clock tower right and all of that that ex- actually exists on my wife's farm um and it once was a <laughs> farm sick. it once was an actual functioning farm it's not a functioning farm today right but when she was raised they had llamas they had horses they had pigs. They had um, really anything, anything and everything, right? Um, huge barn, Model T, 1920s Buick, like amazing, right? Her One of her uncles, great uncles, was uh, Johnny Farrell, who's U.S. Open PGA golfer, 1920-something winner. Babe Ruth used to go there. I mean, this is an amazing, there's an airstrip. So this is an amazing farm, and um, we now have the honor and opportunity to can, to restore it back up to its original state. And Haley and I are looking forward to it. We're spending a lot of time up there in the summer. That is awesome. What a great project. That'll keep you guys busy forever. There's history there, Sky. I mean, the, the Peter Pan stuff is, is the real deal. That's sick, yeah, because me and Ian were going back and forth. I kept asking him as if he knew the whole story, but... I kept seeing you guys post and I thought it was in Long Island or Penn. I don't even know where is, is it it's in-, in Shelter Island, which is an island at the end okay. of, of the Hamptons. So it's only available. It's only accessible, excuse me, via ferry. So you have to get on the ferry Whoa. with your car and get there. So is it a thing where everybody in Long Island knows of this place? It's becoming a lot bigger now. Yeah. Yeah. Like from a real estate perspective, people are moving there because people want privacy. They want that like, uh, you know, that, that exclusive nature of something that's on, you know, the Island. Yeah. Um, 
And the Hamptons is just, there's not a lot of real estate available. So people are looking at more unique places. So yeah, Shelter Island's been, been blowing up. That's sick. Yeah. Gotta check it out sometime. We'll do it this summer. We'll make sure that you guys get up this summer, you know? And one of the cigars that we do is actually the Haley, just my wife. And the label itself is a hand-drawn sketch that I did of the barn that's actually on Westmoreland Farm. That's where it came from? That's it. That's such a good smoke. I like small stogies. I love them. I mean, if, if 30 minutes smoke is really nice, right? Because yeah. you know, sometimes you don't want to spend an hour and a half smoking a cigar. Sometimes you just want that little chill moment in between calls or right after you have a meal or something like that with a coffee. It doesn't always have to be a whiskey. I think it's important to note. Uh, I want to talk about it earlier. It just didn't feel right. But when you're smoking a cigar, it's very different than a cigarette. You're not inhaling the smoke. It's not going into your lungs. You're inhaling it into your mouth. So you're just puffing it, right? So that's important to know because when it comes to the negative health effects, they're tremendously different, tremendously different than smoking cigarettes. Because like the worst case scenario, right, is as you could develop some sort of like mouth cancer. That's the worst case scenario with smoking cigars, which is why, in my opinion, uh, which is terrible. I don't, don't want to get mouth cancer, first of all. Mm-hmm. But in my opinion, if you're going to pick a vice, for me, I like having drinks from time to time. But drinks F me up. Like, my gut is such a, a little baby boy, man. I drink a few drinks and it screws me, man. Like, mm-hmm. it sucks. So, I still do drink. But I try to drink not that much because I always regret it almost. Yeah. But a stogie, it's such a low impact thing where I can have a vice and enjoy it and still be able to get work done, build relationships, and just be myself, which I love. We have an entire article on cigars.com in our educational resources section exactly on this. So those who are interested should definitely check it out because there are some, I mean, you would call it potential health benefits of smoking cigars, you know? Um, I understand it's still, you know, a vice in that sense, but there are much worse vices than than that. I've just never met anyone that's uh, not yet. I've never met anyone that's actually addicted to smoking cigars. Yeah, I've no. just never met anyone yet. No, no. So that's got to say something, right? If you're on this and you know someone who's actually addicted, like he wakes up and he just give me a hit, you know, before he can do that, let me know. I'd love to learn. Yeah, educate me. We'll get we're him on. Get him we're on still the show. somewhat new to the industry. It's get him on like, the show. You know, <laughs> if we find him, right? It is crazy. We are new. We're newbies. We are, um, but I'll tell you, a lot of people have taken notice in the industry. Fast. Um, fast. Yeah, fast. Well, look, we're doing things that are really unique. I mean, no one's been able to do athlete partnerships the way we have, um, and you know that's a really creative angle for us, and we're going to continue to double down on that and get even bigger and better athletes in even bigger and better sports, you know? Um, but yeah, we found a really unique position there that's been very successful for us um but we also i mean i think we also just have some of the best cigars and we only deal with quality cigars which is just not that's just not our model we're not going to be the type of cigar where you're going and just getting some budget thing at the shop it's just not going to be that it's going to be a more pricey premium cigar but that's the audience we want to talk to we want to talk to people that care about quality and it's interesting that you go to a, a bar and you'll pay 20 dollars for a drink and sometimes you'll look at a $20 cigar, which is going to last five times as long. And you'll be like, what's going on there? Right. And the difference in the quality of that smoke, right, for paying a little extra, significant. Significant. It's huge. Getting a nice ash, 
Sky's the big fan of the ash. Love a big ash. He's a big ash. You guy. try to let it go all the way. Yeah, I'm trying you? to yeah. hang it in there. That's how it drops on your pants and they get on fire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a couple of ash burns don't hurt. Yeah. Big big ash. Is that the name of the cigar? Well, no, that's the name of the in- Instagram influencer. Mm. No, remember we were thinking of the cigar. Uh, thick ash. It was a it was a, it was a joke. We were thinking of like <laughs> the name of a cigar would be called the thick ash. Jeez. There's so many cool, creative, fun Jeez. ideas that we can take. That's with... why the CEO, that's why we need Matt. He's like, what are we doing? Yeah, we're going to X that one real quick. Yeah, X. Next. Let's move direct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The next one's going to be so fun. I can't wait. Hopefully, they. It's, I mean, we're going to be done by Thursday or Friday. So, We have a ton coming out in June. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a, June is a big is going to be a big month for Cigars.com. It's going to be the biggest month we've had. And we owe it. We owe it to the people that have been our supporters from the beginning. Uh, there's a guy named Cameron Sprung, who, I, I mean, he's ordered from us over 10, 12, 15 times. Quality and, human uh, being, too. Just like, a great person. We'll always share feedback on the sticks and, you know, thank us and, you know, put out, uh, you know, social media stuff. Love that. Yeah. It's important. There's a lesson in, in life when you're building an online business. It's called A Thousand True Customers. Once you get a thousand real customers, you're a million dollar business. Mm-hmm. So if you can get a thousand people and you can service a thousand people and help them have an amazing experience, you're going to be a million dollar business, right? But the, the money is going to obviously come. But the point is, is that you need to just be ruthless about your service because all it takes is one experience to ruin it. And it's so hard to do the customer acquisition cost of getting someone to change up their lifestyle, right? It's hard. So once you have the chance to impress someone, impress them. That means pay for the good stuff, pay for the good wrapping, pay for the good quality, make it happen. You have to put in your own money to make it happen. I and mean, we've been bootstrapping this thing from the beginning and we'll continue to do so because it's just, uh, it works. Especially when you're dealing in a premium space, right? Like people come to expect you know, a certain level of products and services when they're paying what they're paying for it. Right. Um, so you can't hide from that. You know, you can't sacrifice the quality. You can't sacrifice any of that. If you're going to be successful in that premium space, which is where we are right with all of our options, that's we, that was one of the things that we talked about from the beginning. It's like, if we're going to do this, we're going to do this in a small premium exclusive nature because that those are the kind of cigars we want to smoke. Right. And because that's true to us, it resonates with a lot of people out there. All we need is a thousand for a million. A thousand. Here we go. Let's get it. One thing that killed me is I, so we're shooting this in our podcast studio, which is, is one of the rooms in my house. And I wanted so bad to be able to smoke cigars here. I got quotes for like HVAC systems and everything. And it's just at the end of the day, just it's too much. I mean, we thought long and hard about opening the windows and what oh, it would yeah. take to get it cleaned. I love the smoke <laughs> of stove in here, but I just don't want it to smell like straight stove like all day. It's just kind of nasty. Yeah. It's, you know, if you don't have a great vent system, it's not cool, you know? Right. If you want to be a clean person, make good first impressions. It's great if you have a garage because a garage is already like rusty and like kind of like I could turn my garage that I grew up into the sickest stogie lounge. 
But we are working on some things to get access and or have our own lounge in the future. We so. are. <clears throat> and we've got a great, we've got some great people here in Miami, you know, that like, you know, we support local businesses that we go smoke cigars, their cigars, right, to support local businesses and have met some amazing people. And obviously our, our distribution networks here, our rollers are here. So, yeah, we're, we're, we're pretty fortunate in that sense. Miami bread, everything's in Miami, sourced in Miami. Well, the tobacco is sourced from around the world, but we roll in Miami. Yep, we do. Right on Calle Ocho. Ooh, Calle Ocho, let's go. This is getting me fired up. I feel like we need to smoke a stoke after this. Oh my God, I would not love, a bad idea. I'd love one. Rain stopped. Yeah. This guy didn't like cigars six I months know. ago. I'm a changed man. I know. What do you think changed you? Just giving it the time, smoking a proper stoke for sure. I think. In the past, uh, I was just really against tobacco. Cigarettes I hated. I just coupled cigars in there with that, and I don't know. Just never gave it its chance, but now I enjoy a nice smoke. Sky, do you like <laughs> to smoke a cigar alone, or do you prefer to smoke it with somebody? So uh, I've recently started... I've actually probably only smoked one alone for content purposes, but it was really enjoyable, so... Probably get into that world soon, but... Is there anything more special than smoking a cigar alone? It's a deep experience, man. It's just you. I was about to say my rifle, my pony, and me. <laughs> my rifle, my pony, and me. Dean Martin, one of the greatest vibes ever. But yeah, it's just insane. I mean, you go to lounges by yourself often. I, I, and I'll watch a game, bet a little money on the game, have a drink or a coffee... You used to think about things differently. It's your time, right? It's like your time to yourself. You do whatever you want to do. It's with meditative. It. I wonder because you're kind of, you're, I mean, you're, yeah. you're breathing. I don't know if there's some study there. Like the, <laughs> yeah. influenced by the nicotine. So, right. Yeah, that's true. Right. The straight nicotine for sure. You're getting jonesed. I mean, they're two totally different. Well, the first time Sky smoked a cigar, he smoked a medium bodied and he was just straight jonesed. He was. Yeah, I got. <laughs> You need Almost to build up to that. Yeah. yeah, you need to build up to that. There was a point where I should have stopped, but I just kept going, and that was too much nicotine at, at that time. But mm -hmm. the one we smoked yesterday was pretty big. I, I don't get sick anymore, so I think it was quick. Yeah. I think I smoked three cigars at your wedding, too. No. That was, was how about the, the highlight of the cigars at the wedding? They're the best. Having a cigar roller at any event is such a vibe. It, it changes it. It, 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 like... In this weird way, it disarms people, right? Like, and it puts everyone on the same playing field. <laughs> you know, like everyone's got that their their that stick in their hand, right? And it's like there's some communal aspect of it. It was it's really hard to put into words, but it was special. And it's a it's an option. It's an option for a vice because it's like you obviously have the bar. You've been seeing the bar your whole life, but you haven't seen the cigar lounge. So if you get the cigar or the beer or the bar, you know whatever you're feeling, like that's cool to have the option. You want to throw a dope event? Get a cigar roller. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna use those guys again. Yeah, that was really cool. Yeah, I loved the label you used for your for the wedding. Thank you. That was that was so fun. I love it on a mega yacht. It was. Uh, I mean, it's you got married in the most gangster fashion you could possibly get married. You know, a, a lot of thanks to my wife. She did a lot of the planning for that, but it came together. She crushed it it she came together, and she looked and her amazing. Her family is so amazing. Like, yeah, I love. Her brothers, her sister, her mom, her dad. They're just great people. Yeah. 
They're cut from great cloth. Yes, they are. And Haley's a good representation of that. And it's awesome because you can hang out with her brothers and have the, a ball. Yeah. You know, that's the best. You, you, Cause you're marrying a family, you know, yeah. you marry someone. Yeah. And then my family loves them too. Like Sean, right. Her brother and my dad, they're like best buddies now, you know, like they talk about the same stuff. They like the same music. They're singing at, and dancing together at the wedding. Right. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it's a nice, it's a nice mix. Yeah. Your dad's a legend. Now we just got to get them, uh, Get them to start start working. We're gonna get them working. Once Dave Lenhart, I know you're listening. My my dad and my mom are my biggest fans of a podcast, and they're always listening to every single one of them. And I'm saying, as soon as you guys decide, to stop making excuses, and go sell the house, and move down to Florida, and get a dog, another dog. Shout out Riley, R.I.P. We're gonna be putting you to work. Listen, talk about great people. Your mom and dad were like second mom and dad to me growing up you know i spent just as much time at your house <laughs> as i did at my house so uh, you know props to them yeah that was a good time the loft wow loft. this is very lofty this house is of like a giant loft it is it's got the lights we have philip led bulbs so necessary yeah there were tupac um and uh, tupac, uh black lights cent, Beyonce. Uh, god everything was Eminem. up there yeah. Yeah, we had the black lights there, the fog machine. I had the boiler where you tried to grow some things. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Try to germinate marijuana seeds. Sure did. It was this really hot room. You thought that that would work. The closet. <laughs> it did. I mean, it, it just <laughs> it never made it past that because my mom was never cool with it. <laughs> you know? See, I didn't know it actually worked. Yeah, I mean, which who hasn't tried growing weed when they were in high school? You know, at wow. the micro level. I guess it's like a lot of people. but I haven't tried it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it was the entrepreneur in me it's like why I would know. i pay for this if i could grow it is it really that easy then the, the weed boom hit when it got legalized and then so many people went all in on that yeah now you had you were the one of your guests a couple times ago right was in that space yep um, weejits weejits yeah they have a great pipe they made an amazing pipe the maze x did you is that the one i saw when i walked in yeah that's cool yeah me and me and sky did re, like reviews love it yeah it's cool because that guy is such an awesome person. I mean, he designs medical devices as a living. He's an engineer. He's worked on hundreds of products. He has over 100 medical patents on devices he's built. He's wow. an engineer, and he's just brilliant. And he discovered marijuana at a later stage in his life, like in his 30s. And when he, being the engineer he is, he realized that some of the aspects of it were not good, like the tar that gets into your lungs and just different things that just aren't like what you're looking for. So he wanted to engineer a proper way to smoke it, to get the cleanest hit that allowed him to enjoy marijuana, which made him think differently. And I think that like, for me, it's not like that. When I smoke, I become like a paranoid. All mm -hmm. I want to do is watch movies and like snuggle and just giggle because I feel like I'm 12 years old years old again, which is why I only smoke like at 9, 30, 10 at night right before I go to bed. I'll, I will smoke on this podcast, but I would need three or four people here to control the conversation because I'll become an absolute. Yeah, you won't be the host anymore. Yeah, I'll be a goon. <laughs> what do you think, Sky? You think I could pull that off? I think that it'd be hilarious. <laughs> it might be the You'll best. You'll pull something be off, but it'd yeah. be hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I do now. Yeah. 
But Michael's great because it's like he, an innovator came in and, and made a space better. And I asked him, how does he think about problems? He's like, it's a problem. So in engineering, you think about it and you hit your head against the wall and you come back the next day and think about it, hit your head against the wall, and then eventually you figure out a way to do it. And you get better and better and better. So every one of us, this is a totally side conversation, but one of the things that kills me in life is I feel like I want to do so many different things mm -hmm. and you can't do that. You have to focus. You have to focus. That's ADHD. Like you need to focus on things. Do you ever get that? You want to like do this, 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 this. Well, this. of course they say a, a jack of all trades, a master of none, right? That's, and there's more to that quote, but, um, you have to pick if you want to be really, really good at something, you have to pick a couple things. Cause great companies take eight to 10 years to build. Yeah. And those great companies, have had and those founders have had 10 failed companies before that you know what i mean you just have to learn from your mistakes on that and then once you find your thing you find that path you got to go all in on it if you want to have it, make it really really successful because so, then your team will go all in on it listen i struggle with the same thing as you like there's so many cool things that i want to do like i want to you know i want to fly planes i want to you know uh buy and sell boats i want to get into real estate i want to do cigars i want to do sports you know what i mean there's a lot of things that i'd love to do and i think there's time to do those types of things but you have to look at it as not a business perspective like from a business perspective you have to look at it more as like a, a hobby enjoyment and then spend the the real critical hours and time developing one or two things i love that that's so important everyone should have a few of those hobbies and enjoyments that they're just flirting with you know yeah i mean especially if you work a nine to five and you do something that for work that you don't really love you have to have an outlet on doing something even if it's a side hustle that gives you joy or else you're going to live a pretty unhappy life. One of my favorite phrases is crawl, walk, run when it comes to business. And everyone listening to this can apply this to their job, their life in some way, shape or form. A lot of times when you're thinking about a new business venture or trying to close a client, you're just painting way too big of a picture. You're asking and demanding way too much. Like we need to change our entire CRM to this. But if you crawl, walk, run, you ask yourself, what's the most minimal deal that I can sign for one particular use case or one small cut or some something that gets our two companies or our two relationships working and building that then we can develop it and grow it. So even if it's like just trying to make a friend with somebody, right? Like there's a certain someone that I can't mention that we're trying to do an awesome collab with. And it's like just been taking a while to build that connection. But a crawl, walk, run thing is attend one of their seminars, you know, shake their hand, give them product. You're crawling. Eventually, just agree that you're now on an email basis, which we are now. We agree that it's okay to email. They know who we are, and now I can email whenever. That's a crawl. Once we end up getting a, an actual job with them, it's gonna be a walk. And we're gonna walk away, and we're gonna prove out the model, prove that we can do it, and then we're gonna run, 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 run. Don't you love that? Man, I mean, that's that's amazing. You can, you can apply that to everything. You can apply that to relationships, right? Like. It could be someone that you had a business relationship with that then, you know, you keep in touch with and you have that initial connection and then, you know, it turns into something a little bit more romantic and then it takes time and you're walking through that, right? I mean, you can apply that to a lot of things. I love it. So true. You know, the, the past can come can give you fruits, you know, wink, wink, got to water those wink, seeds, wink. man, water the seeds, put them in your closet, germinate, <laughs> put them in the boiler room, the boiler room, that was a boiler room, I know it was, it always had like random stuff there, that was fun, you know, well, I mean, I, I remember that room in a lot of different ways, but yeah, that was a, 
It was a multifunctional room. Nice, dude. <laughs> Sick, bro. <laughs> Matt lost his virginity in the not boiler me, room. Not me, Devin. It was not me. <laughs> my, uh, this is just random, but my uh, grandpa, when he grew up, they were so poor that he had to sleep on the roof, right? Like they literally wow. had like a like a, they didn't have enough rooms for everyone to sleep, so we like slept on the roof. Like, like you would wake up some days and there was like snow on him, right? You had this like little thing and he said he never got sick his whole life. And he also said that when he was younger, they used to swim in the, is it the East river in New York city or long Island? It's, yes. What's that nasty river, right? That's like toxic. The Hudson. But I don't think it was the Hudson. So the East river would be on the, on the other side, but the Hudson is on the West side, but the East river would be on the East. But side. whichever one is known for being toxic and disgusting, they grew up swimming in that. And like one time he was telling me that, there was a dead horse floating in the water and his kids. I mean, these guys are like 12 year old kids. They would climb onto the dead horse carcass and just jump off of it like a diving board. My God. The point I'm going with this <laughs> is that he's never, he was never sick his whole life. You get he exposed. lived to 94 and was healthy for 93 of those. You get exposed to all those things when your body can fight it and it, you build slight immunity to the normal stuff that you would see as an adult. It's interesting, right? Yeah. We need to get our hands dirty. We're also soft. Like at the san hand sanitizer for s no oh more hand sanitizer. I worry about kids. Unless you're like going to shake my hand. I worry about <laughs> kids today. I worry about kids today who will grow up in this environment where it's hand sanitizer, masks, all this stuff, right? They're going to be adults and they're going to get sick left and right. They're going to be calling yeah. in for PTO all the time. Well, I've been feeling so good just in the past two weeks with this new diet. I've done no... I've, I've only stuck to vegetables, certain grains like millet and sorghum. I've done no alcohol. I've done no breads, no carbs, pretty much no carbs, no sugars. And I've just been beasting. I feel great. I'm having amazing just stomach like movements. I feel amazing. Does it have a name that? Um, oh, SIBO. SIBO. SIBO, small intestinal bacterial overgrowth, which is basically bad IBS. So if you're listening to this, like one out of six of you has IBS. It's that common. Oh, yeah. Wow. Well, because the idea is that your intestinal wall in your stomach is so thin. It's like this, it's like a, a few cells make up your actual intestinal wall. So it's easy for it to break, which is called intestinal permeability. And a lot of plants and, and different have these defense me mechanisms that they develop so that if you, the animal, are eating it, they want you to send signs that they don't want to be eaten. Those are things called lectins. So if you have something with lectins in it, those lectins can attach to that wall and then try to pull things onto it, which is going to clog up your intestinal tract and also potentially destroy the wall. And behind that wall is all these like fighters, like dudes ready to just throw hands, which are like your immune system. And as soon as that wall opens up, they're going to throw hands. You're going to get sick, but that's your natural fighting. So if you can maintain a great intestinal wall, then you can maintain a great digestive system. And the major thing that I've learned is that fiber is everything, right? Like this is a disgusting thought, but if anyone knows me, I, I, I make a lot of videos about SIBO and pooping and all this stuff. But if you can go to the bathroom and have a bowel movement and you don't need a wipe, that's a sign of you're very, very healthy. Like you should be able to just have a no wiper. Wow. That's interesting. Had no idea. <laughs> That's a great fact. Thanks, Jones. <laughs> People without gut issues think this shit's so stupid. Eric and Jeff Long were like that. 
they'd always say they'd run to the bathroom two seconds later they're out i'm like dude are you even wiping they're like no <laughs> well, you guys are just sick fucks what's going on here well you always have to do the check you know you i don't to... think they check they just went about their merry way i guess they're surfers they're like i'll just let the ocean clean me <laughs> out i mean i let's hope they ran into the ocean then <laughs> how about how great is it to not have to worry about all the disgusting ocean issues that you experienced in san diego i never experienced that but maybe you did yeah, this guy's still diehard in San Diego. <laughs> yeah. I believe. I, mean, San I just Diego's didn't go in the water after it rained. That's all you have to do. It's not going. Isn't that crazy? You just can't go in the water after it rains in California. But it only rains two to three times a year. It never rains. Yeah, that's the thing. They always have the droughts. Yeah. Yeah. I miss the sea lions in La Jolla. That sea was lions are fun. Yeah. To this day, San Diego is the best spot I've ever lived in terms of like my 20s, the best place ever. And to this day, it's still the best place in California. Everything else sucks. I hear that a lot. I think it's there's just so much that it has to offer. Great weather. It's course. a bubble. It's a bubble. The yeah. people. I feel like a lot of like the California politics haven't hit it. Mm-hmm. Um, there's so much. Everyone has a dog. The weather's great. It's the only place in California you're actually getting year round perfect weather. You know, you got right. Tijuana right there. The most bombest of tacos. And the whole culture is just so chill and relaxed and slow. That's why I needed to not be there, though, because it's so easy to just veg out. Yeah. I mean, you got a chance to be in San Francisco, San Diego. You were in L.A. at all or no? Oh, yeah. Two years. Well, two years Santa in Monica. LA. Santa Monica. Wow. Santa Monica is cool, but you can't. You get caught up in all that. Totally. Know, in Santa Monica. Well, you never want to go to L.A. It's an hour and a half. No. Well, look at Miami now. <laughs> You want to go to the beach? I still don't think it's that bad. I don't know. Well, it's, it's it's gotten a lot worse. Yeah, you got to yeah. play. I still like driving every time we go to Miami Beach. You're in a great central place right now. You know what I mean? Like you're not one extreme or the other, north, south, east, or west. You're pretty central to everything here. So right. you're you're lucky in that sense. Thank gosh of your wife, Haley Wilson. What a, what a gem. Hey, listen, it's Haley Dodge. So. Oh! <laughs> no, I should I know. know that. I know you should. <laughs> I should know that. According to Social Security, it's not yet, but yeah, it will exactly. be very, I didn't very get the, soon. I didn't get the. I know they didn't the send you the. They didn't send yeah. you the letter. I know. Soon. Dodgies. So happy for you. Thank you. I'm so happy for this, and I I love this setup because we were talking about like even with this podcast, we've always wanted to do it a certain way, and it's like you always have these issues with like Skype doing podcasts on Zoom is really tough. And now we have this space where people can come in and share and get it down. And that's what we're doing with cigars.com, man. I'm so grateful. I'm so excited. I'm so freaking fired up about what we're doing in the next few weeks and months. And the fact is, is we're doing it with great people. We got Sky. We got a dream team. And it's only getting bigger from here. We really do. And I, I thank you both for, you know, where we're at today. Um, sky's the limit, though. Sky is the limit. What do you think about Ooh. that sky? Gotta go past the sky, right? To the moon. I think this has been a damn good day show right here. Damn, damn good. good day. Damn good day to have a damn good day. Thanks for everyone for tuning in. Check out cigars.com. Shout out. And we'll see you next time. Dose. This is a damn good day to have a damn good day.